Hi, and welcome to In Gear, a podcast about marketing, marketing technology, and really anything else that comes up in conversation. In Gear is produced by Message Gears, a customer marketing technology provider serving radically different software used by the world's largest brands. We hope you enjoy the show. Here are your hosts, India Waters and Nick Zeke Lopez. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of In Gear. I'm your host, Nick Zeke Lopez, and with me as co-host is India Waters. Uh, India, we're recording on a Friday. What are you doing this weekend? Um, I was going to go to the baseball game, but I, as we discussed, there's a huge storm coming through Atlanta, and it's like completely squashing and raining out any of my hopes for fun over mm. the weekend. So that's kind of a downer. Like a nice, like 750 piece puzzle of like, like a. I gave um, those up. Like I an gave, out, I like a Thomas Kincaid. What is this? Like so, a rev- okay. Yeah, uh, we're gonna dig up. into that later. Uh, joining us uh, on on today's episode of the podcast, uh, Rishi Shah. Uh, 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 Rishi, uh, CEO and founder, I believe that is of of, of Digio. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here, Nick. Absolutely. So, so Rishi, uh, you and I go back because I think you were the first person that I told outside of Message Gears that I was having a kid. I think you were the first person. Wow, um, that's awesome. I'm, and for listeners of the podcast, I'm referring to my daughter, uh, Aurelia, born about four and a half weeks ago. Rishi sent me my first, um, uh, I would say, new baby gift. Um, and, and I actually have that now. It's a, it's a traveling diaper case that it turns out you use when you're traveling from room to room. Um, so, so we absolutely had to have him on the podcast. Rishi, could you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and, and where you work and a little bit of background of how you got there? Yeah. Hey, everybody. So, uh, you know, I'm the CEO and founder of Digio. We started in, in 2011, so we've been doing it for a while. And we do pop-ups, pop-up web forms, landing pages, email preference centers, surveys. So we're like a marketing tool that you can add to your website to hopefully capture more leads, increase revenue, uh, and we have, uh, you know, thousands of customers that are using it. And what did you do before, uh, uh Digio and help me out. Is it Digio or Digio? I never know. You know, I, we take it, we like it either way. Uh, we like to see how people say it actually. So we say Digio, we say Digio internally, we say Digio, but we will take it either way. Uh, we kind of have fun with the name. India, what do you prefer? Um, okay. We actually had a conversation. I was like on a pretty big internal meeting and like somebody was saying what I felt like was the wrong way. And I chimed in and then it was like a whole thing. And then someone came back and literally posted a link from one of y'all's YouTubes and was like, this is how it's pronounced or something. (laughs) And I like, I say, I like Digio. Digio. Um, Let's, let's say it that way. You know, we wanted a, we wanted a short domain nothing's available. I wanted it to be under $10 on like, you know, to buy them like GoDaddy or something with a coupon code. Um, and we just, we just wanted something that was short. We also wanted something that kind of meant nothing. We didn't want to be, because we read this book, The Lean Startup, which was like all the rage 10 years ago by Eric Reese. Great book. I still read it. And the whole goal was to pretty much create a company that we could easily pivot into bigger and bigger markets and kind of understand, you know, Take it where the customer wants us to take it because we didn't really know what the original idea was. We kind of had one idea and we knew we were just going to quickly pivot and kind of follow the whole lean startup model. So that was the idea and kind of means nothing. And, you know, in, in the evolution of Digio, we've had, I think, nine different products. So it was designed to kind of mean nothing. And we, we had like a, so we just wanted a short domain that meant nothing that was semi-memorable. 
And I like it. Not only can you take your product any way you'd like, you can take the name wherever you'd like. And it's really resonating throughout the whole business. I love it. Yeah, and, and Rishi, I do have a question on that. Before I get to that, I want to say, I don't think we've ever sounded more like an Atlanta company than India Waters saying, I saw one of y'all's YouTubes. So I just want, <laughs> I just want to emphasize that that was a thing that was said uh, but uh, 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 over there on your YouTubes. But um, so Rishi, what was, what was the idea when you started the company? You said you wanted a URL about nothing but everything and you've had nine products. Can you, can you kind of take me through that story? Yeah, so... Uh... Originally, uh, the original idea was, so before Digio, we were running a company called Flying Cart, which was an easy way to create an online store. So pretty much a Shopify uh, competitor, you know, uh, Shopify, big commerce competitor. And, uh, you know, we could never, uh, we could never really get that much traction, unfortunately, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and people kept asking, hey, I want to be able to sell digital files. And so the original idea of Digio was, hey, let's like sell digital files. And so you could upload a file and sell it. And like, then like a digital it. file being anything from a song to a doc to j- just like something online, just yeah. so you could sell, which is, which is funny given how like the whole NFT thing is taking off. And we're going to talk about that another yeah. time. But literally that was the idea is I'm going to upload something and people are going to pay for it. And then they're going to own this thing digitally. Exactly. And it was mainly like authors, like P- it was mainly PDFs, like research reports. That's what we focused in on. But yeah, it could be any type of file, you know, and you know, I couldn't even give it away. Like I was trying to sell it. We, we, we built it in like, I think under three months and I couldn't even give it away. Uh, we probably did you got try like list, 10... Did you try listing it on Digio? Did you try <laughs> listing it? We should have sold the software inside the platform. Um, and so we had a freemium model. Uh, we had like 10 paying customers paying like $10 a month. And then we had one customer that was like, oh, you know, I just want to be able to give my file away for free for an email address. And we're like, oh, we could do that. You know, we weren't doing anything at the time. So we built that feature. He's like, hey, I need these emails to go into my email marketing service. And we're like, oh, that's a great idea. So then we added a few, he, we added his ESP integration in. And then all of a sudden he was doing amazing. He was giving, he was putting this file like all around his blog. People would enter their email and then we'd automatically send them the file. And that became kind of this whole like send file solution. It was like a, a way to easily like share your file and, and capture emails. Um, and then what happened was we had a client, I remember it was like a, it was like an e-commerce site based in the UK and he was doing, I think like a thousand plus downloads a day. So I was like, what are you doing? And at this point, I never really talked to a customer, right? It was all like over email. I wasn't like doing any go-to meeting. Remember go-to meeting was like before Zoom. That that was, so, so at this point, how long had, did you have been around? Uh, I would say probably two years. So two years, you'd never met a customer. Never met a customer. I was just, wow. it's all through email. Uh, and it was kind of dumb because we were like this lean startup people. And the whole, the whole thing the book talks about was talking to customers. Um, but I guess we did get that insight of, hey, you know, people don't want to sell files. They want to share files for an email address. That, that was kind of the big breakthrough that we had. And so then we had this one client. It was an ma- e-commerce magic store. They would sell like magic tricks. And he was doing like a thousand downloads a day. So I emailed him like, what See, well, that's doing? the whole thing. He makes you think that, but really it's the same download. I've seen that trick before. <laughs> that was the trick. <laughs> I love that. Job. I can't believe you didn't immediately get that customer on the phone, a magic store. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I emailed him and he's like, yeah, let's meet up. He's, and I was like, what are you doing? And he actually had his, uh, he, he kind of iframed our entire solution, like, you know, entering an email into a Lightbox pop-up. 
so this was like probably around like 2013, 2014. And he was getting so many signups. He was, as soon as you come to the site, you see a pop-up and then you can enter your email and you get a free magic trick, you know, which, free which, by, the, which by the way, like, like, let's talk, let's talk about that. Uh, in, in 2021, very, you almost can't get to a site without one of these pop-ups. But back yeah. then that was, that was kind of a new thing. Is that right? It was semi-new. I mean, there was a, uh, we had, we had a few competitors at the time, but yeah, it was semi-new. And I was like, I was like, so are you happy with this pop-up? And he was like, no, you know, it's, it's, I, something I built it. I don't have a way to like stop showing it, you know, based on all sorts of rules. And that was kind of like, this is what we need to do. So that is when we built kind of a, a really cool pop-up solution that you can target based on like URLs and, and all sorts of other parameters, cookies and, you know, pricing and all sorts of thresholds. So, so and, basically almost like, you know, if you've already given your email address, don't ask them for it again type thing. Exactly. Stuff okay. like that, you know, an exit, on a timer, all sorts of URL. Yeah. So, so it's just like that. And so that is what we built. We built a, that was kind of, and that still is our flagship product. It's a, a way to just capture a ton of emails and intelligently. Um, and then, yeah, so that is kind of the evolution. And then, you know, we had a customer that came to us uh, and they were like, you know, we, we're getting all these emails, but every, you know, we have a high unsubscribe rate because most, most people were just doing, you know, they just do a master unsubscribe, right? And so this, this company was an e-commerce site as well. They were, they had, you know, coupons, product announcement features, and you click unsubscribe and you do a master unsubscribe. And the problem yeah, there, so you don't, you don't, you don't get anything. It doesn't, it doesn't ask you like, oh, do you still want some? It's just like, don't ever send me a message again. Exactly. And that's actually the, the default solution for most people. It's like, either it's you're in or you're out. And they're like, oh, we would like an email preference center, uh, but it's really hard to build. I, you know, there, you know, there. What year? What year was this? At, at what point? This was much later on. This was probably uh, 2017, 2018. Okay. And so, and we were just focusing on pop-ups. Just that's all we did for like four years, uh, and that's still probably the biggest part. You know, email capture uh, because now we've expanded that to you know guided selling modals. Uh, you know, things that swing in from the side or embedded. Um, but yeah, so that company came to us and like, oh, if you could offer when people click unsubscribe or manage preferences, you could offer some options so they can opt down, uh, that'd be helpful. So we built that into, that's kind of why we built email preference center solution then. Uh, and is and then that, the email, and a question to, to your today's product, is it more of a preference center or more of an email capture? Which, which would you say is, is your flagship product or do you have two? It, it's a it's a hundred percent still the the email capture mm -hmm. and then we we but it's funny that you know email preference centers have really taken off uh, quite surprisingly actually I didn't I actually didn't expect this but we do we do a ton of email preference centers one because I think they're really hard to build um, and because it requires like a, a two way API integration but the the second thing I think it's it's uh, people want to be able to control their communications and they want to make sure they're all compliant. So it's, it's like multiple factors. And I see, I see that, I see a lot of people wanting email preference for that specific reason. Yeah. You know, it, it, we see so much in the market now, especially in the last, what, two, two and a half years uh, after the advent of GDPR. And I always feel so cliche talking about GDPR because everybody talks about GDPR and CCPA, but, yeah. but really what it comes down to is more governments honoring what people want, which is, Hey, I really want to know where my data is being used and how people are communicating with me. Um, and that's, that's really at the heart of the preference centers. Is that right? That's sort of the heart of the preference center. I think there's all sorts of other things around GDPR and like 
the, the other beauty of both of our products is that we can store no data on our servers, right? And that's been a, a huge driver of, of success. So, you know, doesn't matter if you're in the healthcare industry, doesn't matter if you're, you know, located in the EU, we can just directly pass it to your, your database. Um, and that, that, so even, you know, even if you somehow get access to our servers, uh, you still won't be able to get in that data because you don't store it. And so that we're seeing a lot, I think in, in regards to GDPR, we're seeing a lot of SaaS companies move to that model where they just don't store anything. They have one database that kind of controls all of their PI data that's housed, but our solution will never store that data. Um, but in terms of email preference centers, kind of going back to your question, you know, I think there's there's two types of, of things that are happening with, with that solution. One is people want to control their communications, but then they also want to make sure they're fully compliant with all their laws. And, and that's, that, that's another big problem. That's kind of what you're saying. That's another big thing, reason why people are shifting towards kind of a controlled way that people can manage communications. Yeah, and, it, and for the listeners of the podcast, if uh, uh, marketing without storing any of your data sounds familiar, it's because it is a very, very overlapping uh, value prop here. One of the reasons Rishi's a, a friend of the show. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that it, it's salient. Um, I, I don't know that you could have, and maybe you did um, predict, I would say, the, the governmental or the, the legal compliance aspect of Preference Center. But it sounds like the market just kind of took you there um, uh, through whatever means you needed. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I think the market is there, but also uh, just email marketers. I think are all about segmentation. So like they know that the more segmentation you do, the higher click through rates are going to be. Your open rates are going to be. So at the end of the day, people as whatever you can do to get more data on every single visitor, the more powerful your emails become. The more powerful your marketing becomes. The more revenue you can drive. And so email preference centers are just one part of that segmentation story, as well as, you know, web forms, right? Like the more data you can understand, like what they're looking at, what they're doing, the more powerful all of your marketing becomes. And that's where like CDPs are really driving a lot of value because they're, they're able to collect all this data. They're able to do, run all their marketing based on kind of one hub. Uh, and that's kind of another reason why kind of our solution exists is we can help marketers segment better, uh, write better emails, understand their data better. And from one perspective, that's that's a that's a very attractive value prop, right? Gather more data on the customers. But but like the three of us here, we're all customers. And and to feel like, oh, people are just gathering as much data as they can about me. I, I don't know if it's scary, but it, it it does it's not a great feeling. What do so these you know, these companies gather more data? What do the customer what do, what do the three of us get out of it? What do we get out of giving up our data to to companies? Well, you don't want your data to be like mined in aggregate. So for example, like when when there's a, a company that kind of owns like thousands of websites or, or their pixel is targeting millions of websites and in aggregate, your, your data is getting mined without you knowing. I think that's one thing. But I think if you go to like an e-commerce site, for example, and you click a button like, hey, I'm interested in flowers or I'm interested in chocolates and you tell them this information, that's a separate thing. Like you are telling them, you're filling out a form that kind of, and they, and they kind of giving you that information. So that's a very different thing. So if you go on someone's site and you say, Hey, I'm, you know, we had a, we had a healthcare company, you know, I'm a dentist, I'm a doctor, you know, they're, they're specifying wh who they are as a person. So you can give them better information. I think that's a very different thing where you're asking for that data and then you're using it to send them you know, messaging that is pertinent to them because you don't want to send them everything. You want to send them specific things to who they are and what they're doing. So I think those are a two, you don't want people mining data in aggregate. 
like like a lot of the ad tech. Uh, but I think marketers that own one site and are the main marketer there, they should ask questions to their visitors to understand who they are so they can give them the things that they actually need. Uh, and that's, I think that's the big difference uh, for, for the three of us. Like, you know, when I go to a site, I want to give up information. So I get deals, for example, I, I, I want coupons in some cases, right? Um, so, and, and judging by your example, you want, you want romantic experiences online with flowers and chocolate, which I appreciate. That's, that's so funny. Yes, I do. <laughs> I could go for a good romantic experience. No, like for that's example, actually... like Netflix, right? Like Netflix, you know, maybe I won't tell my friends that I'm into rom-coms, but Netflix knows that I am into rom-coms. And so I will get those recommendations. And I do want that, you know, uh, just not, I don't want every website in the world to know that. I love that. It's interesting. And I mean, uh, Nick, you ruined it. That's actually the next gift that Rishi had planned to send you. Like, it's like you made it like two months through a a newborn baby. Like here's some roses and chocolate. You see, and that's the issue. Rishi knows I'm a bath salts kind of guy, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I, I love this sort of backstory and where you like this, kind of way that you've been able to follow the market and just sort of pivot and give give the marketing world more of what they like need where you've seen these like holes in the market to be able to fill in with um digio i'm gonna go with that saying um but like do you see like as things are moving forward do you see any like trends for the future anymore like you know like where you're able to kind of add on to more and more cool products to your company because i think you already have like such a slick tool and it's so like it's sort of like a duh. It's like, oh, wow, of course, uh, which is something, never mind. Um, like it, I was going to say my duh is like, why don't restaurants serve soup flights? I think about it daily. Um, but back to that. You, you I would but, love um, soup like, Yeah. Me too. That. Mm-hmm. That's no, a great no. idea. A soup okay, flight will always Nick, be inferior to dip flight, but. I'm going to, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, so like, what do you see any more like, gaps to fill in the future and like if they're marketing tools like what do you see coming up (laughs) i see uh i see in the next year i see more no data storage i see like more SaaS tools storing no data on their servers and directly passing it to their system i see a lot more of that um i see a lot more uh like guided uh modals so i see a lot of people not even asking for an email address so you go to the site and they kind of just ask them like, oh, tell us a little about you. And it's just like passing data to a central repository, like, like a Google Analytics or another analytics system, right? Like a segment or something, right? So I see a lot more of that where, you know, you're, you're just co- collecting data and then personalizing based on that data, your entire site experience. So I see a, a lot a lot more of that without even asking for an email address, just a button click. Um, okay. I see... Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was, you know, I was going to say, thinking, I, I just wanted to, to talk about a little bit of a, about your company's evolution too, uh, based on that, because, you know, I, I almost, I almost put it in contrast with message gears, right? Message gears is very, has, was very much started as a vision led company. Uh, Dan Roy, uh, uh, founder guest on the podcast. I think that was week four. Um, very much had this vision that we, they're going to get the middleman out of the way. There's this middle database between your database and your customers. So we're going to get out of the way and we're, and, and, and that's been message years growth. Right. And that was really before the advent of the, these modern data warehouses. That was, that was, that was just kind of vision. Yours has been largely, and correct me if I'm wrong, customer led or market led. Um, 
Can you tell me, you know, especially you, you had referenced the lean startup as you evolve your product and as you look at, at these future trends is, is Digio, uh, is you, is it going to remain a, mar- a market led company? Is there a vision coming uh, more coming together, more solidifying over time? I know it's been a little bit, but can you tell me a little bit of your thoughts of just growing your company that way? Yeah. So we are always going to be customer focused. So, you know, we treat every customer almost like a consulting client. And so, and, and so we have a way to write custom code inside our customer's account to pretty much be able to say yes to any request. You know, I need some specific validation. I need a specific, you guys got to hit a specific endpoint. We say, yeah, we try to say yes to everything. Oh, it's almost our like goal, improv. It's always yes and. They ask for something, yes. say yes and. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So our that's our goal. Um, but, you know, yeah. And we always want to be, uh, you know, so a lot of times we'll, we'll hear like, for example, just a few weeks ago, someone was like, hey, we need to do a, a really solid, you know, complex survey with like branching logic. And we were able to add that. And once we do, so we write custom code using the account to be able to do that. But, but once we do it enough, we productize it into our platform. Uh, our vision is to be the center kind of hub that allows marketers to be able to do whatever they want on their site. You know, a lot of websites are siloed with dev teams and marketers just want to do stuff now. What I, what I love about the marketing space is every marketer we work with, they want to get things done today, right? Like they're always like, boom, I want it done now. And, and the problem is they have to like file a ticket. They got to like go through all this stuff. Once our JavaScript is on the site, they should be able to do whatever they want. Whether it's things like a cookie banner, an email preference center, a survey, a poll, a, a, a pop-up, an embed form, an out-of-stock form, abandoned card, you know, anything that they want to do is possible with our solution. So we want to be kind of this marketer superpower product. And that's our goal, empower marketers. And so uh, that is our vision. How can we empower marketers more? But it's always going to be with, you know, understanding what our customers want, building it for them, and then productizing it. That, that's awesome. I, I love the way you put that in perspective. And I felt bad after the yes and thing because I definitely did not yes and India with the soups. I don't want that. And I think she could sense that, which is why she muted me. Um, yeah. India, do you have any other questions? You're ready to get in the lightning round. What do you think? No, I do. Uh, I don't want to skip over what I, which I think is a really good question that you kind of wanted to touch on though. And I, and I think it's super relevant just to, like the times, like, mm-hmm. um, and I know you and Rishi kind of had these conversations before, but like, you know, Nick does have like a four week old daughter. And I think it's super <laughs> interesting to talk about like starting a company and like having like, it just, it's so, it's a lot. And I, we just kind of are interested in hearing your just kind of yeah. maybe because obviously tricks. obviously my yeah. perspective is being too tired to remember to ask the question about my daughter so so that's <laughs> my perspective so far could yeah go into that a little bit so i will tell you that it gets a lot easier um and it does because the sleep uh helps uh you you start getting a full night of sleep um but yeah you know uh my when just when the business started taking off my uh my, my daughter was born. Um, and so that was really hard because I'd be, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I was, I was very much involved. I was holding my baby, you know, every day of the way, you know, I unfortunately didn't take any time off. So that was even double hard. I was, you know, getting no sleep and I couldn't take any time off because, you know, we had a two person company at that point. Um, so, so, and, you know, I was closing the deals and I was also doing support and we just really, and we were bootstrapped. So we just needed the revenue um, but I was able, you know, in between calls, I would take naps. So I think that really helped out um, just because being up all night was exhausting. Um, 
we stay with my mom, you know, for the first three, four months. And so we got a lot of help uh, with food and stuff. So that was huge. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a lot of support, you know, throughout my, my, my life, I've had a ton of support, family support in terms of like, keep going, you know, and so that's always helpful. Um, and so my tips and tricks are, you know, it gets better, take naps. And, uh, you know, the beauty of it is what sometimes I'd be up and I'll just send some emails at night. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's a good thing to say, but I would do a lot of emails while, while I was holding my baby. Uh, now I can't do that. Now they're a little older and they'll be like, Papa, put your phone away. Um, and so, and, and so like, you know, my advice See, to you was just embrace it. Just enjoy it. I will say I'm getting infinitely better sending one-handed emails. I did not realize that that was a skill that I would build. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. I, no, uh, no, I, th- I, th- I think that's cool. And, the po- and your point about support is, is so well taken. I have to, I have to give credit to, to India. India brought me dinner last week. Uh, uh, wow. ap- apropos of nothing. She was like, I think you guys need a dinner. So I, I really appreciated that. Um, uh, so my, the podcast is really all the support I need, but, but, but point taken about <laughs> the actual family. Um, I, I, yeah. I absolutely hear that. Um, I love those tips and I think they can honestly be applied to anybody. Uh, you know, uh, it gets better and take naps. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, yeah. That's still uh, my uh, best advice outside of, outside of kids. <laughs> yeah. Whatever is happening right now is only for a little while. It gets better. Yeah. Take naps. Man, I'm going to, uh, yeah, we're going to add those to the company values. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, great. Okay, wait. So I think it is time for the lightning round. Um, All right. I'm nervous. Rishi, are you ready? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so we got we got to time this. Let's get a timer up. So 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 India, what is the lightning round? Okay, I'm gonna pause the timer that I already have on. Um, okay, we only we are only gonna go through five questions. A few of them, um, honestly, I used to try to make them um, really try to like be more focused on um, like our business conversation here. But I think what we've what I've leaned towards is like they can they're gonna be almost completely irrelevant. So for years, we're gonna have a little founder spin on them. But nope. that's about it. I'm excited right. and don't think too much. It's like just quick first answer that comes to mind. Record is 42 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're ready. Go Rishi. If you weren't in the founder position or CEO position, what would you be in your company? In my company, I would yeah. probably be sales. Awesome. If you weren't uh, a favorite founder or founder that you look up to the most. Uh, Bob Iger. Awesome. Um, what words or phrases do you overuse? Uh, on a scale of one to 10, how awesome is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, this one you're going to need to pull your phone out for. What are your top three most used emojis? Uh, definitely the, <laughs> definitely the heart, the, the emoji with the hearts, with the yeah, eyes. For the chocolate and roses. Got it. <laughs> 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 and then the laughing one. I love that. Um, uh, favorite trash TV show that you've watched in quarantine? On Netflix, The Beauty and the Baker. It's terrible, but amazing. Oh my <laughs> just, God. Just you, if you weren't already my favorite person, we are a holy moly. And then last question. Um, if you either on your phone or your computer right now, like two of the weirdest tabs that you have open that you'd like to share. 
Oh, <laughs> Reddit is always open, unfortunately or fortunately. Yeah. And I still go on Dig, even though I don't know no, why. I still, really? I still like Dig. Yeah, Dig has changed. And I, all my friends are like, why do you still go on Dig? But I still go on Dig. <laughs> that, that, there's, a, there's a bit of uh, internet, I would say, credibility to still being on Dig. Yeah, like, I guess like like 15 <laughs> years later. Uh, Rishi, that was a minute and 29 seconds. Um, there were a, But a, I made you pull your phone out and you had to look at your keyboard so we could like shave some time off of that. I, <laughs> it, I think it's been my favorite lightning round so far. Um, really <laughs> yeah, Bob, I, 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 you great answers. Bob Iger, I, I think that uh, is, a, is a great, uh, um, uh, it makes sense. Is that, is that something, do you read a lot about like founders? Is that, is that something you read about? Or are you just inspired? Like, what, what yeah, I love, I love reading about founders. I just did his masterclass, uh, which oh, okay. was, which is, it was, it was pretty much infotainment, uh, but it w- was, worth it. Worth it. Is it? Uh, yeah. I would recommend it. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it was Love great. It. Awesome. Um, Rishi, honestly, so much fun. Thank you so much for being on in gear with us. This was a great time. Um, and just always good to talk to you. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thank you. And for everybody listening, this has been In Gear by Message Gears. Vroom, vroom. This has been In Gear, a podcast from Message Gears. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes delivered right to wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know how we're doing. We would love your feedback. Visit us at messagegears.com to learn more and to get in touch. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.